Hey friend, welcome to Branding Strategies That Convert. I'm so excited you're here. I'm Robin Kent. If you're the girl with all the big business ideas swirling around in your head, but you struggle with building a crystal clear brand and marketing plan that creates authentic connections, then this is the podcast for you. Learn to organize your brilliant ideas, create profitable strategies, and find your people. Your ideal clients are looking for you. So let's make sure they know exactly who you are, what you stand for, and what you do. Okay, in today's episode, I want to talk to you about three mistakes that I see on designs, whether it's on social media graphics, whether sometimes on website pages or PDFs that we, you know, print out or invitations and different things like that, especially on social media when we're scrolling and scrolling and I'm just like, oh, I could so maybe help someone understand these three concepts even if you're not a designer by any means, but it will make such a big difference, especially when I break it down for you and explain it to you, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, yes, that is makes such a difference when I see it on social media. So let me tell you the very first one is making your graphic too busy too cluttered and not using the white space to create what I like to call breathing. It just, it's almost overwhelming to look at a design uh, when you don't use the white space. And actually it's also known as negative space. It's such a powerful design tool. It provides that breathing room and helps highlight important elements and improves the overall readability. By giving your design elements some space to breathe, you can create a more balanced, eye-catching design. Some ask me, how much white space do I need to give? Well, there's the percentage of white space or negative space in a graphic can vary depending on the design and content and overall aesthetic that you're aiming for. There isn't a specific percentage that universally defines good white space as it largely depends on the purpose and the context of the graphic. And it's important to point out that white space isn't limited to just the color white. It refers to the empty or unoccupied areas in a design, regardless whether it's white, colored, or pattern. It allows the elements to breathe for people to visually see it and just grasp the whole concept of what the actual graphic is. As a general guideline, aim for an amount of white space that allows your content and design elements to be clearly distinguished and doesn't feel cluttered to the person who is actually consuming the graphic. It should guide your viewer's eyes attention to the essential elements of your graphic. Ultimately, It's about finding that right balance. Experiment with some different layouts and I encourage you to create some and then either you can step away from it and come back and look at it with a fresh look or have a good friend, even if they're not a designer. Sometimes when people take a look at designs that are made by other people, they can point out and let you know if it is just too busy, too much going on, or they can give you their initial reaction of what they see as most important 
based on your design. This actually takes me into the second mistake that I see that happens often is graphic with too many words, not using or not using a variety of font sizes to display what I like to call a hierarchy of where to move the eye because you're using your graphic to guide the story, to guide the information, to guide where their eyes need to go based on the different sizes of your fonts and the placement of your actual words and how much on there. Because no matter if you are ADHD or not, we're in a fast-paced world. And when we're when it's overwhelming and confusing, we just keep moving on. So too much just makes you kind of fade into the crowd and they are overwhelmed and they keep going. The amount of space you should leave between the words and the edges of the graphic is referred to what you would see as padding or the margin. This space also helps create visual breathing room. So not just throughout the whole element, but to the edges of the actual graphic. You want to make sure that you prevent these elements from feeling cramped and just overwhelming to consume. As a general guideline here, it's recommended to leave a minimum of 10 to 20% of the graphics width as padding on the left and the right. So that's just a little bit of space in on your left and right, especially again, if you're thinking social media or, you know, if you have someone designing your website for you, you don't want the word, especially on your mobile phones where it's a smaller surface, you don't want it all the way touching to the edges. You want to bring it in so that you're not going, oh, did that finish the sentence like beyond the text? You know, you want to have that breathing room there. Similarly for the top and the bottom edges as well is about the same type of padding to have that balanced composition. It's also important to consider the context and the purpose of your graphic. So think of it like this. If you're designing for a social media post platform, then you want to think about, especially in Instagram posts or Instagram stories and Facebook stories, you need to think about the ratios of the spaces of things that are going to be covered, you know, with um, the different templates that come from those different programs, along with like where buttons are. And I see sometimes people spend so much time, especially maybe on their stories or on reels, and their words are underneath the actual stuff that pops up from Instagram, and then you can't even read it or see it. And so it loses some of the direction that you want the people to take by looking at the placement in the space on there. Additionally, the length and the size of the text itself will also impact the amount of padding you should apply. So the different size of the text depends on how much space, empty space, white space, negative space that you want to give around that section. So longer lines of text may require more space to prevent the content from appearing cramped, while shorter lines may allow for slightly tighter padding. This is such an important piece in graphics and emails. And again, if you have someone or you yourself are designing website pages. 
So ultimately, it's best to use your visual judgment and consider the specific requirements for your actual design of where it's going. Test the graphic at various sizes and again, ask for feedback to ensure that the padding is appropriate and enhances the overall visual balance and readability. Along with the spacing of the words, I kind of alluded a little bit to the hierarchy of where your words are. You want to think of it like this. When you are putting your words on a graphic, no matter how small or big the space is, you want to think what is the most important element? What is the, What are the most important words here that you want someone to be drawn to as soon as they take a look at your graphic? such as headlines and titles, you're going to want to make that a bigger size. Maybe you want to bold it. Maybe you want to highlight it. Maybe you want to do it in a different color. But you want to make sure that you think, when I have this person look at this graphic, where do I want their eyes to go? It's not always from the top to the bottom. It can be from the middle to the bottom. It could be from the left corner to the right corner. Uh, it could be a various, but the, but the size of the font and the spacing will help draw the consumer's eye to the right place. Again, if it is a headline or a title, say it's a title to your graphic or your top three tips, you're going to want your eyes drawn to that. And then when you create a subheading or a subtitle or the text of the body, then you are going to make that in a smaller font size. And you're going to want to leave some space between those two sections so that people know, oh, this is the heading. Oh, okay. This is the sub information, the subheading of more information that I can read. Again, with the different uh, sizes we talked about, you can also, of course, use different colors. Uh, that You don't want to use too many colors, but you want to find the colors that are smooth and they flow together to help you just kind of consume it and not almost want to squint like, oh my gosh, that's just too bright. That's just too much. You want it to have a feel like stay here, read this, consume this. This is important information because by strategically varying the font sizes and the positioning, you can effectively guide the viewer's attention and highlight the most important information within your design. And then the smaller elements, they're going to be staying there and reading. And so the smaller elements they're going to stay and want to consume, even though they might not be highlighted or bold or anything like that. So then the third mistake that I see often is the inconsistency in just branding colors and branding elements. Because think of it this way, 65 to 85% of the population are visual learners. Does that mean just colors and shapes? No, it can be with wording, it can be with so many different things. But just think 65 to 85% of the population are visually going to be either attracted to your branding, or they're going to be like, mm, not for me. 
So consistency in those branding colors, whether it's three to five different colors, and you can use some that are going to be more your bold colors and more your statement elements, but just having consistency among that when you use it across your designs, it again, it creates clarity. It creates like, yes, that's before they ever see your logo. Maybe they never see your logo, but they see your style. They see your elements. They see, they hear your voice through what you are saying in the graphic. And then they immediately go, oh yeah, that is, that's Robin's brand, or that is Jackie's brand, whatever the case may be. It's not just the logo or your name or your picture, but it is just the style overall that just creates that brand recognition. It creates that consistency. It gives a sense of professionalism as well, because it makes you seem a little organized and together, even if you're not. So you want to make sure you have that. Plus, it sets you apart from other people who may be doing the same thing that you're doing. Again, it's a chance for them to identify with, oh, that's Jackie's work. Oh, that's Susan's work. Whatever that's Susan's business, whatever that may be. It helps you differentiate from the other people that they may be connected with that does the exact same thing. And lastly, the reason why you want to create consistency is because you're ultimately trying to create an emotional connection. You use colors and designs and things like that and your words to create that emotional connection, to create that emotional branding. Like when they connect with you, they feel a sense of authority that you you know what you're talking about, and it creates that emotional connection of comfort, of the ability of, oh, I can trust you. Yes, I really am connected to this, or I really love their vibe. Like I want to work with them because I can just feel their energy. Maybe I feel their calmness. Maybe I feel their attention to detail. Whatever that emotion is that you want to portray or you want your consumers to actually get and feel. I work with my clients in my Branding Strategies Unlock course with all of these different pieces. And we just take it on such a deeper level of creating that emotional connection and how do we really want our clients to see us as, and then how to make sure what we can do to get that feeling across. So I hope that these three things help you just realize that, again, no matter if you're a designer or not, it can help you go out there and just be thoughtful in creating your next graphics and creating the next social media post or whatever you use design in as in using that white space around your different content that you put on there and how many words you put on there, the size of the font, the spacing of the font, how to create that hierarchy of what's most important to what's least important based on the size and based on the space. It'll just open your eyes to the importance of this and how it can be so impactful 
for all of that work that you've put into, especially social media posts, you've made the caption, you've come up with the idea, you are out there putting yourself out there. So make sure to take the next step and think about that design just so that it will get the most traction that you can get with that content. So All right. I hope this was helpful and always feel free to DM me and share what you do, your designs that you create. Or if you have any questions, I'd love to connect and just see what you are creating and what your business is all about. So I can find ways to support you and help you build the business of your dreams because we both know we are made for more and we are here to live that dream out and those visions out. So connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram in the messengers. You can find the way to connect with me in the show notes and I can't wait to hear from you. Talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. If you found this episode helpful, would you take a moment and share it with your friends on social media? And feel free to drop in my DMs and ask any of your burning questions. You can find my social media handles in the episode description below. Until next time, I hope you have an amazing day. Remember, your clients are looking for you Let's make sure they know who you are, what you stand for, and what you do.